The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and of course past performance does not guarantee future returns. Welcome along to Remember When, where we're going to take some time to look back on the trends and phenomena that defined our time as youth in Aotearoa. And today is a big one. We've got Leonie Hayden, Atia editor, joining us, and also Mark Jim of the spin-off. Got some big guns in the house to remember when. Big day out. First things that spring to mind when I say big day out. First thing that springs to mind is my First big day out, which was 1995, mm-hmm. Hole played. It was the year that Courtney Love gave her powder blue guitar to a person in the audience, who I later in life became friends with. And even though she's one of the loveliest people alive, I still hate her fucking guts <laughs> being given that guitar. Fear. What about the, you, Mark? I'd love to explain my first experience as well, but the first thing that actually came to mind was the mist tunnel. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> how good the mist tunnel was when you were just covered in sweat. But yeah, I think my first big day out was 2000. My mum drove me down from Dargaville, what's up Dougie, and wore my hair in tight little spikes like Mark Hoppus from oh Blink-182 who was performing yes. that year. Love that and just had the time of my life watching Blink-182 into Foo Fighters and then Chili's headlined, I think. It was just... Magical. That was also my first big day out, Mark. And um, I remember, I think Blink-182 played in the afternoon. Yeah, like and it, like, Yeah, and it just went mental. I was second row. I was 14. Ooh. And I remember being so small. I don't mean to be a stickler, but I'm pretty sure you had to be 15 to attend the big day out unaccompanied. I was accompanied by my friend who was... Also 14. <laughs> yeah, it's not but, really what I mean. I just remember being sandwiched between this big, hairy guy who was raging to blink with his armpits <laughs> like, in my face, and it was so gross, but I just didn't give a shit. No, you just have like, to commit, right? <laughs> Try being our height. That's every single concert. I was our height at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. There were always a whole like throng of ravers there who were just like, Boiler room yeah. from start to finish, you know, yeah. as well. Um, they had like reflective, a lot of reflective stuff on, yeah. whistles around their necks and so on. Um, but primarily for me, it was like a, it was a rock gig, you know. Totally. And so much of what I remember is around, it's not even about the music, it's around like the preparations and the plans and yes. like um, the kind of hacks. Like I would take a spare pair of socks in my backpack so that later on in the night I could put on a, a fresh pair of socks and feel right. like a whole oh, new person. you organised. I'd have like a list, like to take my smokes, yeah. my <laughs> I was thinking more of the innovation that goes into smuggling stuff in. I had one friend who had strapped a bag of joints 
to the inside of his trousers, but by the time he got off the train and we got into Big Day Out, they were gone. Oh, oh no. no. We were so gutted. I was so straight for my first, like, three Big Day Outs. Now that I think about it, I didn't try and sneak in anything. We didn't drink. I was just there, like, sober Stevie and just having the time of my life. I mean, I'm so, still so straight now. <laughs> <laughs> There was a period where we were all in the music industry, and that was a, mm. a great time. Sometimes if you like a car park, yeah, <laughs> and like that, um, the access to the lounge. Yeah, there was pros and cons to that day. Like it was so cool to not have to line up for toilets and just be like, "Thank you, kind of bougie now." But then it was just you lost so much of yeah. the day. Like, yeah. you know, going against the traffic flow when you're trying to get to the boiler room when they're all coming to the main stage and these things that were hectic about the big day out yeah. kind of like made the big day yeah. out. And, you know, now I have to spend two hours with Birds of Tokyo from Australia, <laughs> emerging pop rock band, rather than just going around with my friends watching music. The, and... the Auckland show was such a dumping ground for Australian acts. Oh, yeah, um, really average Australian yeah, like, pop like, rock. Like the Living End, Spiderbait, Grinspoon, Powderfinger, Eskimo Joe. I like Spiderbait. But, you know, there's all these Australian bands and... and, and I mean, they're probably the more well-known ones. There were many, many that no one had ever heard of yeah. um, that still came over to Auckland to play. And the New Zealand bands who were, like, synonymous with Big Day Out for me is obviously She Had. Oh, my God. She, she Had and Blindspot are yeah. two, of the, two, two of the few who could kind of, like, rock the big stage early evening. Element yeah. OP used to do pretty good. Yes, yep. But She Had, like, late afternoon set, sun's just coming down, singing, you know, Home Again, the, home o- again. the opening riff to Home Pass- Again. Like, it was incredible yeah. like you know that was to me like a really and that happened every year basically you're like cool four o'clock or whatever it was we'll go watch she had on the stands and it was just a beautiful thing how stressful was it working out your bloody timetable though oh the oh time of the clashes yeah but that was a beautiful thing like getting the um program laminating it yep and having it highlighted <laughs> spending hours working out your schedule it's like so much and fun. then cross-referencing with your friends as totally. well and making sure that you guys you know like okay well i really need to see this band so we'll meet back here at this time yeah. so that we can both catch the second half of queens of the stone age or whatever yeah did you guys ever have uh, an accessible areas while you were working in music yeah yeah what a good time that is. <laughs> we sound like such losers. Yeah, I know. I, yeah. I only um, had one once, and I was looking after this band, Trivium, but I got to have a dart with Lily Allen. Highlight. And then straight after I had hung out with her, a friend I just saw randomly in the crowd was like, oh, are you dressed like Lily Allen? I was just wearing a dress and sneakers. But and realised. I was devastated <laughs> that I had talked to her and that she might have thought, that I had come to the Big Day Out dressed as her. I was really embarrassed <laughs> about it. That's a memory that only you have of the Big Day Out. I know. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I remember as well working in the industry that as the years went on, ticket sales were dropping and yeah. the prices were going up mm. and people were just and, – and the whole music scene and live music scene um, in New Zealand was getting so good that people were, like, being more particular about where they were going to spend yeah. their money. Well, that, like ticket prices. And My other festivals like Laneway and so on, you know. And 95 was $25. Really? And the last one I went to, the ticket was worth $180. Mm. What was your favourite? Do you have a favourite a favorite Big Day Out? It has to be my early Big Day Outs, which are my favourite, because it was just the whole hype around it. The second Big Day Out when it, I went to, I got forced, well, not forced, but my friends were like, you've got to get a tattoo or something. And I was like, keen. And then, like, went to go do something and freaked out. And I was like... I got a better idea. I'll get my nipple pierced. Oh, did you get a nipple piercing on a big day? So out? I got a nipple piercing at like eleven thirty a.m. and like they literally grab some pliers and give you a, a crazy nipple cripple 
and pull your nipple out and shove a needle through it. And I was like, cool, this is great. And then they were like, cool, so just don't go into the mosh pit at all today because that's going to come, you know, you and need to take... And they ruined take... your Well, no, experience. I went to the... Um, you know the ambulance and or the and and said, "Can you sort this out?" And they just taped me up proper, and then I just went about my day. But it was painful. Wow, that is a terrible, terrible That's idea. A true big day out experience. And then I went back to Dagi, and it was like first fifteen starting in three weeks. And they're like, "Yeah, you're gonna need to get rid of that." <laughs> <laughs> so now I just have a gaping like hole in my nipple. <laughs> Any further thoughts? I the one thing that I missed. Uh, in the sort of later years of Big Dad with the sideshows. Mm. Yes. There was always a really amazing King's Arm sideshow or two. Mm. Peaches yes. did this amazing King's Arms show. The fucking Strokes were there, hanging out at the King's Arms. Amazing. Just having 500 people moon over them. Strokes were one of my worst interviews ever, so I can't get on board. Yeah, they're and so they're also me. not great in their live performance. No, terrible yeah. live, the sound but thing they as had well, but so many was... good songs that you kind of let them get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, the Foo Fighters did one at Galatos, oh, and wow. that was like, how many people does Galatos hold? Not many. Yeah. So oftentimes, like, when you talk about Peaches, it's like the hot artist, but not necessarily the headline artist. Yeah. It was very yeah, rare yeah. for a headline artist. Just quickly, one of my great memories of Big Day Out is when I was actually waiting for maybe Foo Fighters at the main stage and you have two stages mm-hmm. and Garage Land were performing on the second main stage and I had I don't know Garage Land and I just fell in love with Garage Land listening to their music just waiting for someone else and like the next week went and bought Last Exit Garage Land and like you know I feel like it, that happens far fewer times now yeah. with the way music's consumed mm. and I just really cherish that memory of discovering a band do you know who never I got love? discovered? Who? Those Channel Z bands that opened the big day out at like 10.30 in the oh, morning. But, and yeah. they're, they're on stage before the gates are open. Yeah. They're basically the, the welcome You're sound music. checking, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. called yeah. the sound check. <laughs> There'd always be a band that won a radio competition to play at big day out and sometimes the gates were slightly delayed for whatever reason yeah. and they'd have to start playing to a completely empty field. Uh, magical. <laughs> oh, Where are please. they now? Bless. Thank you so much, Mark and Leone, for remembering when Pleasure. big day out. Thank you to Tina for recording and thank you to the spin-off members for making this lovely little bite-sized podcast possible. Please share it with your friends. Bye. Kia ora e te iwi. Te Butler here, podcast manager at the spin-off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a spin-off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.